Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, Please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Podcast. I'm Michael Govier here with Benjamin Chase, who you cannot see, but you will hear, believe it or not. He's down here. Say hi, Ben. Hello. <laughs> We've, I mean, this is a big moment. Here we are. Palazzo Podcast. We got our first real professional athlete as a guest. The man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Henry Malloy. What's up, dude? How you doing? Thanks for having us here. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, this is an awesome opportunity. Thank you for coming. This is this is a pretty nice place that we have that the Braves kind of hooked us up with. So kind of showing it off to you guys. So, But thank you so much for being here and coming and having me. Yeah, we're here in your apartment. Uh, and I was surprised. I was like, this is a nice place. This is real nice. And Ben, this is something I wasn't exactly expecting because you never know what kind of digs that the minor league players coming up in the game. I mean, real quick, let's lay it out. Justin is a part of the Braves organization, and mm-hmm. you've been – you got to AAA for a minute this year, so why don't you fill people in on uh, your journey this year? Um, yeah, no, it was it was pretty awesome. Uh, left spring training, going to High A Rome, uh, spent the season there up until early July. Then I got the news that I was going to make a position change from third base to left field, and I was also going to make a jump to Double A. Uh, spent the rest of the season in Mississippi. Um, and then got the news the last week. Um, I was actually supposed to go home for a week before heading out to Arizona, but I got the news that instead of me going home, I'm going to play the next nine games in AAA and finish out the season. So then I had to go to Memphis, uh, played there as the Cardinals organization, and then head back to Gwinnett, finished off the season there. Next day I was in the fall league, and I've been playing ever since. So it's been an ongoing uh, journey, and it's still not even over. So. I'm excited. It was a good year, and but it's still, again, it's not even over. So, Ben, you want to chime in? And and not just to you know be humble about things, but you know, newly minted Arizona Fall League All Star. On top of all of it, you know, so you know, not just you know, it, it's been a, a 
big journey, but you know, one of the things that's been fun to follow this year is, you know, every step of the way this year, you've, I believe, I believe I'm not incorrect in saying this, but you've put a 400 on base percentage at every level this year. Is that something you're really intentionally doing is being patient at the plate and really working to work counts and things like that as you're going along? Um, definitely not intentional. Um, it's something that I am aware about, like in being self-aware, like I know that, you know, I have a good command of the zone and in doing that, it puts me in good counts to be able to do damage and to be able to do my job. Um, but it's not something that like, I'm willing to, like, I'm really thinking about like, okay, I'm going to work a three, two count and I'm going to get walked this at bat. Like, obviously like you get walked, you get walked and you take your walk. Um, but that's not something that I'm really thinking about. I'm really just trying to make like winning baseball decisions and winning the small margins every single pitch. Um, and I think over the course of time, it ends up being that like, oh man, he gets on base at a decent rate. So um, just trying to make like just baseball winning decisions. And I think that just, you know, ends up being a, a really good thing over time. Yeah, now I will say, You've had a very interesting, you were kind of a well-known kind of thought of kid prospect, I guess, if you want to put it that way. You were on like 15 U teams. I, I will say when uh, you and I got hooked up this summer through the adopt a minor leaguer program, and uh, we had uh, had the program director on earlier this this summer and we were talking about that program and so hopefully plaza prospect uh you have been kind of out there nationally for quite a while and when you and i got hooked up initially i got cards of you for my kids so they knew who we were supporting all summer and some of these cards dude were of you when you were 15 on the 15 u team and I'm just thinking, you know, I was a college athlete. I would, I, I played football in, in college and I'm thinking I never saw a dime of any Jersey sold that had my number when I was playing in college. And I'm sure, you know, you ended up going to two pretty big time schools playing college baseball, baseball, pretty sure you never saw a dime at that time. You know, this, this stuff has kind of come since, but you certainly probably never saw a dime of any of the baseball cards when you were 15 <laughs> that were being made of you. I mean, how, how interesting is that now that, you know, autographs that you signed when you were maybe 14, 15 years old are being bought and sold on eBay of you. It's still, it's still kind of weird. Uh, but I mean, it, it's, it's like weird. It's also an honor in the same way. Like, you know, someone wants your baseball card at the end of the day, which is pretty sick. Um, but I, I don't really think about like, oh man, I, why didn't I get paid? You know, I, I feel like that's more of leaning on the negative side of things. Like when I was 15 and I heard mm -hmm. that I was going to get a baseball card, like if any 15 year old heard that they were going to get a baseball card, they'd be through the roof. Like yeah. they, it'd be ecstatic. And that's exactly how I was. And that's still how I am now. Like, like I didn't even do anything yet. And I have a baseball card. Like I'm not in the big leagues. I'm not like the guys that I see on TV, you know, like yeah. obviously I aspire to be like those guys, yeah. of course. But like, like I was a 15 year old kid. I'm, I'm a 22 year old kid now. And you know, if I see a baseball card of me. I'm like, it's 
pretty sick. And my mom is kind of like, she thinks the same exact way. And she's on eBay trying to find a new card. And if she sees one, she buys it. <laughs> right. So, um, but again, like I, I try and be like super grateful about like things like that, just because it's like, it's, it's a baseball card. I, I mean, my, uh, my godfather, um, he is really into baseball into memorabilia and all that stuff. So like when he sees like baseball cards or old jerseys or like anything old or anything that like kind of goes back to his own childhood, like baseball cards, he was ecstatic for me to have my own. So um, I just really try to look at the good side of uh, having a card and being a high school guy. <laughs> a high school guy. Does this guy sound incredible or what? I mean, you sound... Seriously, you sound so damn reasonable and humble for a professional athlete. You really do. You've got a sense of yourself and where you came from. We were talking before we started recording this, so I got a sense of that from you. And the Adopt a Minor Leaguer program is huge. This is the connection. The reason we're really here is only because of the Adopt a Minor Leaguer program, which if you're interested in, go to adoptaminorleaguer.com. People do need help. This is the connection. Ben and Justin got connected through this so can you just explain your end of the adopt a minor leaguer program and how important you really feel it is and some of the misnomers and myths about what we were talking about earlier that people have about every professional baseball player must be rolling in the dough yeah so to answer the the first part of that um it was just kind of funny like going to the locker room and my boy who's actually he lives right across the hall um he goes yo you ever heard of adopt a minor leaguer and i'm like Nah, dude, like, what is that? Like, never heard of it. And he was like, sign up for this and just see what happens. So I signed up and I was like, dude, like, this has to be fake. Like, it doesn't even seem true. Like, someone's like legitimately going to be willing to just help me on a day to day. And I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, like, it almost, it seemed legitimately too good to be true. Like, the only person who, only people who were helping me on a day to day were my parents, which, like, it made sense. And then, like, obviously, like, I'm doing things on my own, which, you know, I don't really need my parents, but like they are always willing to help because they're great people. And like You're I, right. yeah, like I am who I am because of my parents. And but to have someone like you who, and like I want to thank you so much. And it's like, like to just be, because at that point, like you didn't know who I was like as a human at all. You just knew me as a professional baseball player that was in the Atlanta Brave organization, and for you to like go out of your way to help someone that you have no idea how this person is as a, as a dude, it shows even more about you where it's like, wow, like someone's really willing to help me and has no idea who I even am. And I think that just kind of goes like it, it shows humanity. And I think it's also an awesome way for someone to want to connect with a minor league baseball player. For someone who could be a potential big leaguer, like, like you'll always be a part of my journey, like whether if you know you make it or not. Yeah. But like, say like you do make it, that's pretty sick, right? You you're always able to say like, oh, I helped that guy or I helped that guy. If you're an adopted minor league parent, so um, and like you know, uh, guys need help. Like, you know, it's it's not easy. Um, the food could be good in some places like fortunately enough like we were taken care of like in our affiliates like they actually really took care of us pretty well like in terms of food and catering and all that certain uh certain things but sometimes like you know like I, i've heard from other organizations that like it's not as good it's not all the same so um 
I was fortunate and blessed enough to have that. But like in terms of groceries, like I know he helped me, you helped me with groceries. And like, I think that that's such a big thing from a standpoint of just basic nutrition for an athlete groceries. And like, for me to like have some help on that is like, wow, like this ends up being something that helps me on the field. And then I don't know, I can go on and on about the adopt a minor league program. It's amazing. It's awesome. And guys still need help. Um, but I think, so he would send you a, like a gift card. For yeah. Yeah. So like, like 70, it would be like a, a $75 gift card for groceries. And then like out of the goodness of your heart, like give me three $10 uh, Chick-fil-A gift cards. Cause you knew he knows that I love Chick-fil-A. So like, waffle fries are legit. oh my God, <laughs> waffle fries and some Chick-fil-A sauce every time, every day of the week, except for Sundays. Of course. Literally, right, say, literally, day. literally yeah. except for Sundays. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I mean, like, it was just, like, such, like, a blessing, like, for you to be able to, like, help me. And, like, I heard other guys' stories about um, how their parents help or adopted minor league parents help them and how it's extremely helpful and useful. And, you know, one guy was like, yeah, like, my adopted minor league parent. I mean, again, I think this one's a little bit on the excessive side, but, like, would, like, call him after every game. <laughs> I don't know. I thank you for not doing that. I don't think you really need to do that. Like, but like, like, I think they they want to like interact, and I think that that's awesome for someone to want to interact with someone who hasn't really necessarily made it yet, but is aspiring to do it. Yeah, you're the man, Ben. You made it happen. Thank you. Well, I I could tell you, my my kids loved when we pulled up a few different times, and uh, you know, this is earlier in the season we could watch Rome play. And I would pull it up and, and share the feed from my laptop onto our TV and say, Hey guys, now that guy there on third base, that's the guy that, that we're helping out. And they'd be like, Oh, so that's him. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so then they'd watch and they would just wait. And they'd, if you made a play, they're all like, you know, jumping up and down and cheering on, you know, if you made a play at third base or something, you know, it was just funny to watch their reaction. And then when you'd come up to the plate, they're all cheering every time you made it. So, you know, they'd get into it because they found out that, Hey, this is the guy that we're helping out. And so, you know, then it'd be an extra little, okay. So then that's, that's the guy that we're going to extra cheer for on top of, you know, Hey, just because he's got a, you know, a Braves hat on because for, you know, I try to tell my kids, we live in the middle of nowhere, South Dakota, you can love whatever team you want to love. I really don't, you know, (laughs) daddy happens to be a Braves fan you don't have to be a Braves fan but they they seem to think that it's that they need to uh cheer for the Braves because daddy does too so you know that's you know they they come home with twins gear they come home with all sorts of different gear too but uh they they were uh definitely into cheering on your at bats just because I told them that you know we had a connection and you know that we were you know that hey this is Someone who we're supporting and we're trying to, you know, we're making sure he's got a good, good year going. And, and that was, uh, you know, it was really, it, I just got a note and we got to change where we're sending our stuff. She goes, well, what do you mean? I said, I said, Justin Henry got promoted up to double A. She says, well, that's awesome for him. You know, my wife really isn't a huge baseball nut but she was excited that you got promoted so i mean it's just this you know thing that the family got invested into which is 
you know, I'm a huge baseball nut, but then the whole family got into it, which is really kind of cool to see that take over too. Um, but, you know, that's, to me, the cool aspect of it is, you know, you get some reward of it. I tried to get the kids into, you know, I think maybe one of the first ones we sent you had some homemade cookies in it. I tried to get them to do that again another time, but uh, it was a little more difficult throughout the summer to encourage the kids to make some homemade cookies that they didn't want to eat. So, you know, that, that was a little more challenging, but. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, so you had, yeah, you had a big year in terms of a lot of movements and Ben talks about this all the time. We've talked a lot about adopt a minor leaguer and how important it is. And, I think we've made that pretty clear. It's very, very, very important, I think. I think it's awesome. But is the jump to double A the toughest? Is that universal to you? Do people tell you that? Or is do you think there's another jump? I mean, you haven't made it to the bigs yet, so maybe that's the ultimate jump. But so far, Ben talks about a lot that most players say the double A is where the biggest gap is, where people might struggle the most, the most initially, but eventually they'll figure it out. I'm curious what you think about that. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, from the guys that like I talked to, like just picking their brain before like playing my first game. And like a lot of guys said like, Oh, like this is definitely the biggest jump from high A to double A. Um, now again, like, like you said, like, I, I've never seen a pitch in the big leagues, right? I really, I'm really not even worried about that either. Like, cause that's, you know, down the line and that's not being where your feet are if you're thinking about that. But, um, the real difference that I saw from my own personal, my eyes, was balls out of hand. I guess just being super specific, um, like balls in Double A were like tunneled extremely well. Like you have to be able to really say yes, 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 no, <laughs> right? Like, cause I mean, these balls are legitimately. I mean, these are guys that now know how to put balls where they want to like you can in high a and you'll you'll find those guys occasionally right and but in double a like these are guys that are like if i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss in if i'm gonna miss away i'm gonna miss away and i'm gonna make these perfect pitches up down in and out and they can do that and then they also have these sliders that are just like they're fastballs for 55 feet and then they're not so like in high a it was more like you know, occasionally like a pitcher would miss like, you know, at your eyes and then or like a curveball would be, you know, a 57 foot breaker that you see out of hand. So that's what I mean when I say balls out of hand. Um, that's like that was like my biggest jump. I remember this year I was playing uh, I was playing in Tennessee against Tennessee Smokies, the Cubs organization. And I literally was like, yo, like all week I didn't I don't, I don't even think I had like a bad week. Seriously, like, I, I don't think, I think I hit fine, right? From what I remember, it wasn't like a week that I'm like, yo, I'm glad I'll never go back to Tennessee for the rest of the year. But I remember I was like, yo, I haven't seen a fastball in the heart of the plate for six straight days. <laughs> and, like, I can only imagine, and then, like, I talked to, like, Grissom. Like, I FaceTime Grissom, and, like, I'll ask him questions and pick his brain. And I'll be like, yo, bro, like, what you got for me? Like, I want to know what's going on up there. And he's looking at me and he's like, bro, I haven't seen a ball in the middle, a ball, not a fastball, a ball in the middle of the plate for three weeks. And I'm like, okay, like that's what it's like up there. So, I mean, I can only imagine if I'm thinking that like there was definitely a significant jump from high A to double A, 
the jump to the big leagues has to be obviously the biggest one, right? Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to the guys in the big leagues that do it every single day. Marissa right. made a quick adjustment. Oh, oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But see, and like, there's a reason, and I say it all the time. Like, like he was built for that. Like, it wasn't a mistake that like he goes in and he hits a homer his first game. Like, it really wasn't at all. Like, when I look at Grissom, I'm like, yo, this guy's gonna be built for that moment. Like, he's he's built for forty thousand people there. And him being just absolutely unfazed. Is it a mental thing? I think Probably. it's it's a it's a mental thing. It's just like he's he plays like a kid. Like I like to say that I play like a kid because I think that's the best way to play. Like yeah, a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. energy. There's innocence. You're not worried about other things that like you really don't need to be worried about. But like that was Grissom. Like he didn't care about. He wouldn't care about forty thousand people watching him every night. Pressure. People probably talking about it in the media. Who cared? It was Grissom. Like, he, he was going to go there, and he was going to smoke four balls a night. Like, that's who he was. And, like, that, like, like I said before, he was so built for that moment, and he's 21 years old, and, like, he's built for the big leagues. And that's not a mistake, like, at all. He's a very mature hitter. He knows how to execute a plan. He knows what he's doing in the box. He controls at bats. Like, I can go on and on and on. Because I had the best seat in the house, seriously, like, for – Five months, four months, hitting, well, well, hitting right behind him. He would hit two, I'd hit three most of the time, right? So, like, just, and then his competitive nature, him being able to just compete, 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 and grind five at-bats, professional at-bats every night, there's a reason why he's in the big leagues. And And you played behind him defensively, too, is what I meant. Oh, yeah. Literally everything, I mean, and then I played left, and then when I was playing third, it was like he was right here, and it's like, always had my back. I always had his back. Yeah. And then it's like, again, to my dog, I could talk on and on about Grizz, but like he was built for the big leagues. Uh, real quickly, Ben, what about Harris? Did you have any interactions with Michael Harris? In spring training, we did. Like we would we'd hang out uh, every so often. Um, obviously, like Grizz and like old, other guys who were in the organization had better relationships with Mike just because they played with each other. Sure. You know the GCL and and stuff like that. But um, you know from what I've heard about Mike and my experience with Mike. Another, first and foremost, great human being. Again, like Grizz, first and foremost, great human being before a baseball player. And like Mike was the same way. It's like these are guys that like you want to root for, even though you don't know them, you want to root for them even harder because like they're good dudes first. And um, Mike's that guy. Like, again, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna say like Mike's my boy or anything because like no, no. I haven't met, I, like we haven't hung out like that yet. But like, you know, from what I've heard and my experience with Mike, Great dude, great human, and then like the baseball speaks for itself. Like I'm watching Mike on TV, and I'm like, I ain't surprised, <laughs> right? So I was impressed. Oh yeah, I, I was impressed. But again, another guy impressed, but not surprised at all. Right. Like dude, he's another one. Like there's a reason why he's in the show. Like the, he knows how to execute what he wants to execute. He has a plan every time he goes up to the plate. Can't, it's hard to beat guys like that, and then they're also easy to root for. So. Those are my uh, two takes on those really good guys. You mentioned your your transition to left. How comfortable are you at this point with the ball coming off the bat in left field? And, you know, there's there's already some talk about did the Braves already have a couple of guys that they could potentially use in left field in you and Grissom if they decide not to spend – to fill that position 
in the offseason, which would mean he's got to take some reps out in left field. And boy, wouldn't that be fun to have you two competing for a spot oh, come man. spring training. But yeah. I mean, that would be that would be kind of a fun. I got to say, I would enjoy that competition. But I mean, more than anything, how is it feeling to you out left field right now? No, it, it watching that ball off the bat. And, you know, I mean, that's it's a whole different thing trying to catch the quick reaction at third versus being able to at least time up some things and have a few steps to react when you're out left. But then you also have the tail. You got everything else you got to deal with in left and, you know, not run over your center fielder, all that sort of thing, you know, so. Yeah, I would definitely say my transition to left. I mean, at first it was, I mean, it was an other, it was another world. Like, it was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm so far away. Like I, I just felt like in a completely different world. And obviously like, you know, I, I had my, uh, what's, what's the correct term? I had my, uh growing pains right my routes weren't good they just they really just weren't they were bad actually like they were just too steep I didn't understand like when a ball's crushed in the outfield like you're not going to the ball like you got to beat it to a spot right so it's like it it was just different and um before I moved up to double a I think I had three games in high a where like I was able to like go out there and just get my feet wet right and you know, I made my mistakes and like, I'm, I'm going to make mistakes and every baseball player is going to keep making their mistakes. That's but, why the mental side is so important because it, it's just part of the game. Yeah. Like it's just part of it. And, um, like our, our, my, uh, he was, he was our coach in low A, And I think that was like one of part of it. That's literally all he would say. Like you had a bad day, you make an error. Like those were his three words, part of it. Yeah. And like, you just walk away and like, you start thinking about it. And it's like, yeah, like, this, it, errors and mistakes are part of it yeah. but like making that transition and it's still a learning curve um but like as of right now like I'm feeling like way more comfortable than I did that first week two weeks three weeks four weeks like right now I'm starting to feel like a left fielder which is good like I'm, I'm happy with myself because I, I do like I take pride in my defense and like I want to be a good outfielder I want to be a serviceable good outfielder and um you know just taking my reps and you know knowing that i'm gonna make mistakes every so often you know luckily out here like i've I've been all right you know i actually had a really bad sun game i'll say that i had three oh my god it was a nightmare it was just like i i had three balls that went straight into the sun and i just i I mean there's not a person on earth that's defeated the sun yet so i don't feel that bad (laughs) But like again, like <laughs> yeah, just just you know, being taking BP seriously, like that was one thing that that was just like oh. huge for me. Like taking like go out there, get the pitchers the heck out of the way, tell everyone like yo, like the, I'm not just shagging. Like communicating that with everyone else, and it's like yo, get out the way. I need to take these reads like aggressively so I can actually like, because that's your best friend as a new outfielder for me, like. Even to this day, like, I'm on game, I have no idea. Like, I told you before, it feels like game a million. But, like, I have to go out there every time we do take BP and shag and power shag, like, because that's the only way that I'm legitimately going to get better is just getting those reads every single time. Yep. And it's just repetition after repetition. And, you know, like, I'm proud of myself for, like, making these strides. And But, again, like, I'm not even close to where, like, I want to be at the end of the day. So it's just, you know, taking things day to day and – working.
Uh, we were talking about this. By the way, this is Justin Henry Malloy, the master himself of left field, eventually. <laughs> but uh, we were talking earlier <laughs> off air. I, I was wanted to get more on that. So can you talk about the ex woba we were talking about? Because the game, you were talking about what your coach said at Loe, how hard it is and how challenging it is. You're going to have bad days, and that's just the game. I mean, three out of ten, everybody knows. That's amazing if you can hit 300. So uh, fill us in on that and how the team helps you see the challenges when things aren't going your way, but still try to give you some spirit, a little bit of lift. Um, so I guess, like, in, in thinking about that, like, I think about lining out, right? Like when we talked about like your ex woba, right? And it's a statistic that really like your common baseball fan probably has no idea about, right? But for us, it's kind of like, okay, it's, it's you're expected, whatever. I'm still not like super familiar with it, but I just understand that it's like a statistic that we don't see, but like the people who are looking at us see and it's able, it's like an algorithm that's able to calculate, you know, when you do line out and say you're lining out a lot. So you're 0 for 4 and realistically you could be 4 for 4 and you lined out four times. Luck, we talk about luck in the game. Right, and it's extreme, like baseball is extremely lucky, right? Like, I mean, out here, I feel like I've been like lucky and unlucky, right? Because out here, like I, I have no homers out here. Like I want to hit one so bad. I have no homers uh, yeah. and our field is huge. So like... <laughs> I'm almost like chalking it up. It's 360 down the line, uh, 430 in center. It's ridiculous. What? Yeah. Did you not see it yesterday? Yeah, I, I didn't look. I guess. Oh, my I God. Yeah, there was a big crew of people in front yeah, of me distracted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our field's huge. But, like, you know, it, it, like the balls that I've been crushing out here, they're just outs. Like, you just – I mean, like, you legitimately, like, have to clear the fence – for it to be a homer out here because there's just so much land and there are too many good outfielders oh, yeah. for those balls to like not be caught unless you're like hitting those like screaming hard line drives. I feel like I'm getting off the topic from no, the no, question, no. but like unless you're hitting these screaming hard line drives and gaps and down the line or you're legitimately putting balls over the wall, like you're getting into balls consistently, like these doubles are hard to come by. Like that's one thing that I realized out here. I'm like, Yo, like I need to find an extra base hit or I need to burn someone or really get into a ball. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made six bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Is that an adjustment that you want to make, or are you trying no. to no, oh no, absolutely not. Because then, like, you're getting out of your game because of the field. Like, these fields are at like extremely big. Like yesterday or a few days ago, we're playing in Peoria, and the gaps are 385, and like that's pretty big. All things considered, like when I think of a gap, I'm like, oh, 370, I think is a good poke. 385 is an extra 15 feet, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, I think about our field, 430s in center field, 360 down the line is like good grief, like. I grew up in, you know, Tiger Stadium had a 440 to center that, back in the day. That to me is like, oh my God, like I have to get every stitch of this ball to hit it out. Yeah. But um, again, like going back to the question of how like organizations like keep us sane is just like, hey, like you line out, like count that as a hit. Like that, that's a plus. You won. Even though no one sees it and it's not in a hit column and whatever, like you won. And organizations, they take note of that. And I think every scout, like every scout who's half decent, I don't, I'm not a scout. I've never, I've never really talked to a scout about how they scout. But any scout who's half decent can see, like, yo, this guy's crushing balls. He's just, just finding a glove. Like, it's nothing that he's doing. So I think luck plays a huge part in baseball. Um, Everything. And literally, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, bad. yeah. But it, I feel like just this compared to other sports, it's like, Imagine playing basketball, draining a three and looking on the board and it's like, oh, well, my three points didn't count. Like, you know, that's, that's really baseball. Like, right. Like if you think about it, like that's really baseball. Like I do everything that I could. I crush a ball and I'm out like that. that Again, you got the right pitch. You yeah, what was oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Actually, going back to my basketball analogy, it almost be like draining a three point shot and then seeing three points go to the other team. <laughs> Because an out would be for them, right? So, like, it's, like, it's just the game of luck. And you just got to, like, that's how, like, you got to be just mentally tough for this, right? Like, our hitting coach uh, in double A, fortunately enough, he was my hitting coach in high A. Or in low A, excuse me, last year in Augusta. And, like, he would, like, after tough days, like, for everyone, he would just look at us and he'd be, like, grown men play baseball. (laughs) And, like, just small phrases that, like, when you think about it, it's like, yo, like grown men gotta be mentally tough. Yeah. Right? So in order to play the game, 
got to be mentally tough. And I think that uh, if you play the game with some gratitude and you're thankful and you play it like just solely to have fun, I think you'll be all right. Uh, ben, I know we got to go soon. Uh, you want to get anything else on the record here? Well, you know, I, I really like what you're saying there. I know, you know, I guess we've seen this in the playoffs. A guy like Bryce Harper was struggling last month of the season as he came back from injury. But if you looked at his expected batting averages, his expect, you know, all those wonderful things, the guy was pounding the crud out of the baseball. And he's in a park that if he would have adjusted his swing, I mean, Citizens Bank Park is really generous to home runs. If he would have arched his swing to intentionally try to crank the ball out, he probably could have had some home runs, but he didn't. He just kept swinging the way he swings. And look at what he's done throughout the entire playoffs. The guy's got something like a 400 batting average throughout the playoffs so far. He's been dominant all playoffs long. That's just, I mean, the guys, you got to, you know that it's going to come along. And if you're just doing your approach, yeah, if you adjust for a park, that park's going to get you pretty soon, you know, and I know there's lots of guys that they change their approach. They just, they go pull happy because they happen to be in a park that's, you know, short down the, down the left field line or the right field line, depending on whatever their side is. And then they get to a park where it's, it's yeah. If you're in Yankee stadium and you're a left-handed hitter and you go to a park, that's all of a sudden 360 down the, the right field line, you're in trouble. You're not going to hit anything out, you know? And so that's why we have park adjusted metrics too, though. I mean, that's, that's built into the analytics of stuff. So you don't have to do that. And hopefully you can get the benefit of the doubt on things that should have been a home run in one park and wasn't in another too. So that helps as well. And that's important, right? Absolutely. And you were in, I mean, the Southern league is kind of known for having some pretty tough parks to hit in. I think there's maybe one or two that's even like an average favorable to pitchers in the Southern League um, down there. They're they're known anyway for 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 being pretty good pitchers parks. Oh yeah, big time. I mean, Rome alone. I'm pretty sure like, and this is why I was hearing like amongst guys in our organization. I know Rome, Mississippi, and I think Gwinnett as well actually are amongst like the three. They're in like the top ten or definitely like the top fifteen. In all of minor league baseball, worst hitting parks. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. And you you see that as a hitter right away. Balls that you get balls that I'm absolutely getting into, doubles or outs. And it's like, ah, I'll take my double, but geez, man, like that should have been a bomb. Like, you know, like I'm not gonna be upset about it, but like at the end of the day, like every every player would want a homer over a double. Yeah. Right. So I think like those metrics and taking things like that into consideration is important. Even on the other way around, like this year, like one park that we played in that was absurd was just it was Asheville. And I don't know if you've ever been. Yeah. You ever been I've to Asheville? Been park. I've been it, I mean, like it's it's absurd. Like it's a bandbox. Like it's so small. Oh, that's right. That's a White Sox uh, organization. Houston. Oh, it's Houston. Astros. I thought I thought Luis Robert for a minute. I thought he. He might have teed off there anyway. Probably. Been there, yeah. Probably. I mean, I mean that, uh, that. I think I had one, two homer game this year. It was in Asheville. Really? Of, of course. Yeah. It was, if you look at Asheville, you're like, yo, like, I feel bad for pitchers almost. Because it's like, <laughs> yo, like, I mean, it's, I, I might have been like, 
300 down the right field line just with a um, I mean a, a ginormous fence but still like I mean I'd call I wouldn't call us grown men but like we're strong guys and like if we hit a pop-up at 310 feet to Homer that's right right so like I mean I saw guys getting jammed butt out homers and it's like you know I, I would feel I would hope that like you know on the other side of things an organization could take consideration on that for pitchers but I think those statistics that are able to get real data instead of data mixed in with luck i think i think that's where you're gonna start finding like okay like this guy actually is a player or this guy is a real good pitcher he's just having really bad luck i think bryce harper we actually even talked about that yeah. uh bryce harper i think it was a few years back and i think like he was just he was struggling right everyone was just saying he's struggling but it's like he's not he's actually just crushing balls right at guys and like, there's nothing you can do after it hits your bat. Like, that's literally it. So, and then there's eight other guy or seven, not considering the catcher and the pitcher is not really doing anything defensively. But there's seven other guys who are trying to get you out. So, um, I think those metrics are important. Great. Uh, I gotta tell you, I want to get on the record here because we're in Arizona, right? We're in Scottsdale, and. You're part of the Arizona Fall League, and you're an all-star. You got the last selection in the final vote for the NL and AL. I don't know who won the AL side, uh, but, yeah. If I, I, did Mason Hour get it, Ben? Did you check that? I voted for I, Mason Hour when I voted for Justin. I'm I think sure. I voted for three different guys that voted for Justin every time I voted on that. Oh, I've, yeah, I voted Justin all the way. You can vote five times, and I did that, of course. I mean – you deserve it, and I know. And I'm just getting to know you now. I know how much you are into this too. Could you talk a little bit about your experience in the past with the Arizona Fall League and this All Stars game, which you're going to be in on Sunday, tomorrow, in real time, and how what it meant to you and your father? And we were talking about that earlier. I thought it was really powerful stuff. Yeah, no, I just thought. I mean, I guess just going back to like when I found out I was coming out here, right? So uh, I was supposed to go home, and or not. Excuse me, that was actually a different story. I ended up, like, I was in double-A. I was hitting the cage, and then, like, I got called into the office, like, getting called into the principal's office. It's like, yo, like, our coordinator's there, and he's like, hey, like, congratulations. Like, we're going to send you to Arizona Fall League. And, like, my mouth just dropped. Like, I was I was so over the moon and so excited, and I was like, I got to call my dad. I got to call my dad. I got to call my mom. Like, I got to let them know that, this is something that like we would legitimately watch. We would watch the Arizona Fall League home run derby. We would watch the Arizona Fall League All Star game. And like going back to the All Star game, like cool story that like I talked to you about. Uh, the Arizona Fall League All Star game was always after the World Series. It was always the last baseball game. Like, and I was eight years old all the way up until literally every single year I'd watch the Fall League All Star game. And you know, me and my dad, like, we would sit down together. I'm a kid, and he would record it, and we'd watch it in real time, and we would watch it over and over and over again for weeks after. Wow. Just because it was, like, the last baseball game, and it was just so cool to, like, sit down with him and just watch. And it was just so exciting because it was, it was like, kind of like a, a conclusion of, like, oh, man, like, baseball is over, and this is, this is it. This is the last game. And, but these are the next – and he would explain, like, these are the next guys that you're going to see, like, throughout these seasons – and, um, you know, just to be able to, like, be selected, like, that was just, like, a, it was, like, a surreal moment. Like, no way. Like, my parents, my dad's going to be able to watch in the same spot where he was when I was eight 
and now I'm gonna be up on TV. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I just think that that's so cool and like it's humble. <laughs> it's just humbling, like, and I'm gonna be playing, you know, with some of like the best guys, you know, in, in minor league baseball. And I think it's it's humbling, like I'm so honored and like obviously it was with the help of like you guys and like thank you guys so much. Like oh, man, you did it. You're, you got you here. <laughs> I did, but I, it ended up coming down to a fan vote, right? Yes, and I'm like, yeah, and, it, and it's ultimately up to like you know people voting, and you know to know that I had so much support like behind me in that. I think that that's awesome, and you know I can go you on. A couple retweets it makes a difference. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like I mean, sure, thanks sure. Thanks, Braves. Well, thanks to Braves. Thanks to lots of people too. I got all the people in Discord to vote for you. No so, way. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. But um, just the blessing, like just be here, and I'm like super grateful and. Just happy. I think happy is a good word for it. I love it. That's great. Uh, ben, any final thoughts? Robert Perez Jr. is the guy who won it on the AL side. So from the Mariners organization. Just so. No, that's that's my, uh, I guess, I. It, it's been great chatting with you. Good to see you face-to-face, <laughs> you know, after texting with you throughout the year. Um, but uh no, it's, it's going to be great to watch, and uh, I'm really excited. You know, it'd be great if we had, you know, I'm not going to cheer for one team or the other tonight, but it almost would be kind of nice just to have the Houston Astros wrap it up tonight so that you guys had the baseball scene all to yourself tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, man. Just so we could, you know, so you guys were the show in town tomorrow would be kind of sweet. It'd be the last baseball game of the year. That's right. Yeah, yeah there like, you go. Like I remembered it to be. I think they're going to wrap it up tonight. I do, I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Philly had their chance, and they... I know, kind of blew it. My, my, my guy Verlander. Yeah. Detroit man. I still root for Verlander. I like that, yeah. He's a dog. To me, he's always going to be a Tiger, you know? So. He's a I'm dog. I'm glad he went to Houston oh, yeah. World Series a couple years ago. Yeah. Even all the cheating stuff. Yeah, that cheating stuff, isn't that so crazy? Like, all that stuff gets talked yeah. about. And you think people... Well, I don't want to put you on the spot. You think people cheat. Not that situation, but do you think people are always looking for a leg up in this game? Or is it hard to say? Uh, I mean, probably. I can't speak on everyone. Like, oh, sure. I just, no, I just try and go out there and like, just go have fun and play. Yeah. But I mean, like, there, there's stealing some, signs. Stealing signs. I mean, did that get removed a lot now because they've changed with the technology? Uh, kind of. I don't think stealing signs is cheating. Ah, okay. I mean, it's one thing like. If I'm at second base and like I'm a baseball player, right? I'd like I, and I want to make winning decisions and plays. I want to call myself a winner, yeah. right? So like, if you're gonna be, and like I say this in the nicest way possible, if you're gonna be a pitcher and you're gonna be dumb enough to open your glove when you come set, and I'm able to see all your seams and grips <laughs> and everything, I'm gonna find a way to relay it to my friend, right? You know, like it, it's like, how would you play in the backyard if you were doing something? That I could easily spot out. Yeah. That's not cheating. That's you just not doing your job. And like, oh. it's like catchers, right? Like when I'm, I'm not a base runner by any, like I'm not a base. I'm not a base stealer by any means. But if I'm going to steal a base, I'm going to do it the smart way. I'm going to take my lead. I'm hoping a righty's in the box. I'm hoping I have a lazy catcher. I'm hoping he gives me a two. And if I see a two, because sometimes when you see a wiggle, it could be a fastball. That's one thing that sometimes. sometimes. But like a lot of times when I see a two. Or three, you. That's like my time where I'm like, I want to run, like I, I want to go because now, but but that's not cheating by any means. Okay, yeah, um, that's fair. And there's, but there are small things like what I've learned in pro ball, like uh, 
I don't even know if like should I even say it. But I mean like, <laughs> but it's like, it's not even thing like it's it's funny like guys like will will. You don't have to. You don't. Yeah, I, I don't want to ruin your career anymore. Nah, I don't think it would ruin my career. It's nothing that you haven't even... You probably have seen it, like, right in front of your face and didn't even think anything of it. Probably, like, seriously. But, like, just small things that, like, I, I don't do them. But, like, if you did, no one really cares either, you know? But, again, like, it's it's just playing the game to win. I see the ump still. I saw it last night. They checked the fingers. With oh, the yeah. Pictures. I think that's important. I actually, I actually think that that's extremely important because, like... Like how guys are able to spin it. So we so we faced a guy. It's funny, we faced a guy in Peoria two days ago, where the last time he threw against us, I think he went like six innings, no hit. He was throwing like 91, 92, but I could swear to like it's, I swear to God it looked like 100 miles an hour. Everyone was saying it. I mean, we're having like guys who are really good. Cal Conley, Heston Kirsted, Luis Montos. I mean, I'm missing guys. Just days late on heaters. We're like that's what we're looking for. And he's just spinning the heck out of a heater. Mind you, it was a warmer day. Now, uh, the day that we faced him, it was a little bit colder. Now, he wasn't he wasn't doing anything sticky or illegal, obviously. I'm not saying that. But it was a colder day, and I'm assuming it's a little bit tougher to grip the ball and spin it, right? So, like, the other day, we face him, and it's like, we're looking at each other, and we're like, yo, that ball's not spinning how it was the last time we saw him. And we were like... Yo, and then someone was like, yo, imagine he had sticky, like some sticky stuff, like the time we actually saw him. Like he was spinning the heck out of it legally. Yep. Imagine he was doing it illegally. Like, I think that stuff, do, like, does. That's how the game got out of control at the major league level. It did. Absolutely. So, they didn't handle it well mid season. You don't make changes. No. It did, there needed to be a change, but it was poorly made. Yeah. Exactly. And you also, real quickly, what about these changes in the game, too, that are coming? You know, the. Pitch, well, you guys have been doing it in the minors already with the pitch clock and then less pickoff attempts, no more shifts. Does that could make you excited as a hitter or as a fielder? Take it from either angle. Definitely excited as a hitter um, with no shifts. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess from a strategic standpoint, it makes sense, right? You want to put guys where you think guys are going to hit the ball. Yeah. But, like, when you think about, like, production and, like, you want guys – you want the game to score runs, right? Yeah. Like, when you put three guys on the left side because you you know this guy's – the odds of him hitting a ground ball to second base are pretty slim. Like, I personally, I don't remember the last ground ball I hit to second base. Seriously. <laughs> I seriously, like, I don't remember the last time I got, like, jammed and I hit a decent ground ball to second base. So, let's put three guys on that side. Now it's like the hits that should be hits are now hits. You hit a line drive to right field. It's not like there's a second baseman who's playing a mini right field is there. Or, you know, like the ground ball up the middle, which, like, you have a good approach. You smoke a ground ball up the middle. It's not finding. It's not, you know, right here Sunday brunch for a second baseman. Um, so I think that that's awesome. I think the pitch clock is great. Um, I legitimately have zero complaints. Actually, the only concern that I had was the lack of timeouts that hitters have. Because once once pitchers start get com getting comfortable with, like, holding the ball, which a lot of them aren't. A lot of them want to, like, set, and they don't want to go anything more than, like, a fourth out. Like, you know, one 1,000, two 1,000, four, like, four 1,000, whatever. But once they start managing how to, like, hold the ball, and I have to be ready by nine seconds. And say I burn my time out, right? Okay. So if they boom, boom, set. And say I'm ready before nine seconds, which a lot of the time I am. I'm ready probably around like 12. They hold me. I burn my time out. Now what? 
Like I'm stuck there swaying for 12 <laughs> seconds, right? And that's going to end up playing into a pitcher's favor once they know how to like just make a hitter uncomfortable by just standing there. So um, I think that it's funny. My roommate just walked in. Hey, all right, what up, dog? Um, how you doing? How you doing? No, it's all good. I mean, we're just, we're not live or anything. We're just recording. Oh, okay. My duel. Sounds good. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, like, all the, the new rule changes and, and um, all that's all going to be beneficiary to what the game needs. I think it needs to be faster, quicker pace. Like, I would go to Braves games on my Mondays off uh, from Rome if the Braves were at home. Yeah. And I couldn't make it past the fifth inning because I'm like, this game should be in the eighth or the ninth, and it's just slow to watch. So I think this new uh, pitch clock and pace of play, it's going to make the game a lot better. Ben, you agree with all that? Yeah. No, I, I think it'll that part is going to be really good. I do think they, they put out a really interesting article about the shift, and, you know, I think your your experience as an infielder could come into play because one of the things that they do say it might do is it makes it a risk because the infielders have to stay where they are. But teams are still going to be allowed to shift. So they could take a left fielder. It could still shift. It, that part is have anyone play in left field. And so they could shift around the outfield a little bit. And so they can take that risk. And so, I mean, that's still there. It's still legal to technically flood one side of the field, but you got to do it with an outfielder. And that makes it a whole lot more risky for a team's defense, which to me, that does add a whole different element to it because the team has taken a big risk on defense. Cause if you go the other way, I mean, I, you know, as a Braves fan, you've watched Freddie Freeman over the years go the opposite field on a shift over and over and over again. And, man, if you plop one into the left field and they're shifted for you to go to the to right field, you could run for days. Oh, yeah. Which, I got to admit, watching Freddie Freeman try and leg out a triple would be hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, beyond that, like, <laughs> you know. The guys that they typically cheer for, I don't know how many of them could actually leg out a triple, but it would be that, and it would be a, a bad situation for a lot of teams because you'd really be putting a lot on your center fielder right there if the ball gets up and over your shortstop third baseman there. It, it could be interesting to watch, but they did show that it, it's still legal to move your guy but it's a heck of a risk and I don't know how many teams will do it. It'll be interesting to see, but I don't know. I, I I'm curious to see how many teams are, are that gutsy. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> risky to, to try and defend a single, but hope, but possibly give up a inside the park Homer. I just, Wait, yeah. I, I mean, that's so on the, Oh, I, I don't think we'll see that. No, I, I hope not. I really hope not. If, I mean, I hope it works for yeah. me if they do it. Oh, hell yeah. I hope it'll be it's my first inside the park homer since I was probably maybe eight. Oh, yeah? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't hit, I don't hit inside the park homers. They better go over the fence for me to go. <laughs> I, I actually got my first triple here. <laughs> yeah? 
<laughs> yeah, of the year. So, but I wish it went over the fence. Did but Houston get a triple last night, or was that a scoring error? Triple. That was definitely a triple. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We were talking about it like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, tough play. I was gonna say, uh, yeah. yeah, triple. We'll just call it. <laughs> yeah, let's call it triple. But like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want. I'm, I'm looking at that scoreboard. I'm like, don't give him an error. Give him a hit. Give him a hit. Give it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. No, that that was funny. I mean, we make fun of him. We're like, yeah, you need oxygen. You're all right, real hamstring good. Yeah. But um. He's got those golden locks too. He Woo. does. Beautiful. I, uh, I asked him today. I was like, are you trying to get a haircut before the game? He was like, dude, do I really look like I'm gonna get a haircut? <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he ain't getting a haircut. But um, that's great. Uh, all right, well, I want to ask two things. We're gonna get out of here. This is the Palazzo Podcast, our first ever baseball player on the show. You are always gonna be that guy forever, Justin Henry Malloy. Doesn't mean shit to him, but it means a lot to me. So no, he appreciates it. He's, a, I'm rooting for you now. You are now like my guy. I've really enjoyed this. I really have. Like I'm not just saying that to your face. This is. You've welcomed me into your home here, which is a nice digs, by the way. Like I said, this is a nice place, which makes me happy to see that because you don't always get that necessarily, and you'll never know what you get. But two things I want to ask. Uh, I want to ask about one teammate that you think is the guy. Like, I want you to be the guy, and I'm hoping for that to happen. But one guy that you like, this is, everyone on the team is like, this is the guy. Like, I don't know if that's universal or not. Or another guy in the league that you're like, that's the guy. I feel confident he's going to be possibly an all-star at the bigs. And also, do you have a favorite baseball movie? Is there a movie about baseball that you dig or not? Oh. So I guess the easier question, favorite baseball movie, 42, about oh. Jackie Robinson. Okay. I thought that movie was awesome, super educational. Just, power, Chad, absolutely. Lost way absolutely. Too way too early. Um, Black Panther's coming out, though. I know. I'm I know. Yeah, me too. I am. But um, 42, easily my – Favorite movie, baseball movie. The guy that I think is going to be like a dude, yeah. I think it's Heston. Oh, really? I do think it's Heston because it's just like. I know Ben likes to hear that. <laughs> um, I mean, like, it's just like, like just watching, right? Then you're like picking his brain on hitting, and you could see, right? So, like, from baseball to baseball player, or like baseball player to baseball seer, right? Yeah. You look at Heston, like, nothing can beat him because he's ready like I don't know how to describe it like he has this little like boop like little like hitch and he's just like up and ready to go for days like it's just he has so much time and I think like there's like a difference in hitting like I don't like saying oh like we're trying to create timing we're trying to time the pitcher it's more like yo do you have time Ooh. right and it's a little bit different when you think about it right yeah that's interesting um the best analogy I got for that is like because I never understood it for a little bit I'd be like no time but like the it's like almost like would you rather like get to the meeting the 10 o'clock meeting at 9 45 and have time or would you rather try and look at your clock look at how far it is and try and time up the meeting at 10 o'clock and then you might get screwed somehow if there's a little wrinkle like a little slider or a little curveball and then you're screwed right so um i think he just has so much time and nothing's gonna get by him like that there's a reason why he's had so much success i mean Mind you, he was also that, that guy out of college, right? Oh, first yeah, rounder, second high. overall pick, yeah. right? Yeah. Had everything. But, like, first and foremost, again, better dude than player. And that's saying a lot, considering yeah. that he's such a good player. But for me to say that he's a better dude than player is incredible. And then, two, it's like, 
he's just ready. Like, I don't know. Like, he, I think he just hasn't had a, a lot of games. He's drafted in 20, yeah. no season. Might have had, like, hiccups. yeah, so, but, like, I just think he's just ready for the show. Like, I he's, think that's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, he's. He smoked that Oppo rope last night. I was sitting, you know, I got to see that ball go right in my line of sight. Uh-huh. That was beautiful. I mean, it was a it was a single, but it was a gorgeous single. And he went the other way, uh-huh. and he can do it all with the bat, I think. A pro. Yeah. He's a pro. And I think that that's my pick to be a, a dude. It's a safe play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, Ben? And when he swings, he swings like the ball did something to his family. Oh, like man. he wants to punish it. It's violent. <laughs> like, it's violent. Yeah. But it's funny. It's like violent. It's still so controlled. Like yeah. it's like that, yeah. that's what you want yeah. in the swing. That's what I'm saying. Like nice and tight. And like, hey, boop, boop, boop. He put it out. And it was, but he still crushed it. But it was controlled. Right. You're really right about yeah. that. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. No, that's a good choice. It's a fine choice. Oh, yeah. All right. Well. That's going to do it. We've done it. This has been incredible. We want to thank Justin so much. I mean, dude, unreal. This is unreal. This is like a surreal experience for me. If it was surreal for you going to Arizona Fall League, this is surreal for me sitting here in your living room right now. So, thank you for coming. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you for having me. This is Ben, thanks for making this happen. You guys, the only reason I'm here is because of these two guys and the Adopt a Minor Leaguer program. Please check it out. AdoptaMinorLeaguer.com. Make sure you keep following Justin's career. We're going to see him in an ATL uniform sooner than later, I'm telling you. But more than that, it's a good dude here. This is a, this is a human being. He's not a piece of information on an Excel sheet or a fan graphs. I mean, his stats are his production, but you're a man. You're a human being. And I think that's really what we want to push here more than anything because I know all you guys, you lo- we love Dynasty and they love talking prospects all day long, but we're trying to put some human faces on these players and remember that they're funny and um, knowledgeable and it's just it's been real cool man so just like everyone else. yeah you're just, a, just like else. yeah we're all just a dude like Kirstad That's the same thing I would say about you. You, you weren't the second overall pick, but you're that guy too. So take that for what it's worth. Seriously, I've been around a bit, lived a little bit of life, and I know a thing or two. So thank you. Yeah, you know, I know you you appreciate things and you're grateful and humble, and that just is refreshing, Ben. This has been so cool. Thank you, really. Right, Ben? Sound good? Sound reasonable? Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks everybody for being here. That's gonna do it. There he is. We did this thing. Plotso Podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Discord, two L's, two Z's. I can't believe I didn't do that. I only did it at the very end. That's my thing. I do. And I do like this Utah Gimme Two thing from Point Break. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah, so I got all these sound. I got like a soundboard. If we were doing the real show here, you would have been annoyed. I wouldn't press a lot of buttons. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody. Appreciate it. Power prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true. Power of prospect.